Hey, Tyler, did you did you plug in the mic this time? Uh, I don't know. Did I? I I think we really need to get this one right. I, I I think we I don't think the mic's been plugged in the last couple months. No way. I I was looking back and I I think we've just been screaming into the void for the past couple months. Oh, that's crazy. We've I, had so many good episodes. I've too. been looking back through GarageBand and I realized that you know none of them have any sound and I've been up I you know I've been trying to put them up anyway and and now I'm realizing they haven't even been, been put up. I don't know what's happening. Wow. We had so many good episodes. Wow. We even had Bill. There's and Blake. Rest in peace, Bill and Blake. Wow. They're that's, they're that's now right. in the Timbers graveyard and yeah. I'd like to just take a moment. Moment of silence for them, really. Hey, Blake, did that, I said a moment of silence. Oh, sorry. Thank you for that moment of silence. There go, there that was there we go. truly people, inspirational. People. I mean, we have made so many episodes in this time. Oh, yeah, so many, so many. Um, I did want to mention, too, I did see Blake still uh, still active with the team. He commented on the, uh, on the Instagram post from the Timbers before the game saying, good luck. I miss so, him so much. He's in he's, still in, he's in San Diego now. Yeah, playing yeah. with the San Diego Loyal. Back tragic. back where he spent his time on loan. Yeah, I miss him so much. I miss him so much. <laughs> I'm missing all the bees now. That is tragic. Yeah. Big baller brand. Blake wow. bodily Bill. <laughs> Blake bodily Bill. Yes. Wow. Triple I mean, B. I mean, yeah. Triple yeah. B. Gone. Tri- gone from our lives. Tragic. All the all the. Tragic. Just all the Bill. sauce is gone. I know. No more Bill Magic? I know. That's tragic. The underwear I got you is meaningless. Oh, I'm still going to wear it. I know. Don't worry. Don't worry. But it's, it's just lost a little bit of its charm. That is true. Maybe I should send it to him. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. I should do that. Try to get him back. Yeah. Guys, we tried. We we stood outside of his house. We, we did. weren't going to let him leave. Yeah. We were going to pull a Blake Griffin and Chris Paul... We were going to be Blake Griffin and Chris Paul to his DeAndre Jordan. And we weren't going to let him leave. Facts. Yeah. 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 And for those of you that aren't big fans of basketball, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, once uh, DeAndre Jordan was rumored to have signed a deal with the Dallas Mavericks, so Blake Griffin and Chris Paul went to his house and uh, kept him there and would not let him leave his house until he re-signed with the Clippers. And did it work? He re-signed with the Clippers. Wow, it worked. They never got past the second round. but So all we had to do was use a little bit more force, and Bill could have stayed. Yeah. Wow. I told you. I should've told you. Should've we should have bought the padlock. Yeah. We should have. Probably the, the pliers, too. Yeah. Probably would have been a good idea. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, I think that would have been a great idea. Yeah. Probably. But, hey, the Timbers got to win in their first game. That is true. That is true. Yeah. And we're back. We are back. So... Look at that. Big week. We are wow. back. Uh, this episode was supposed to get released on Sunday, by the way. Unfortunate conditions. Health conditions. Did not allow that to happen. So we're here after the game. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. We really wanted to get this out before the game. Yeah. But uh, someone who shall not be named. Um, not me, by the way. But someone who shall not be named got sick. And that I don't even know who it is the, either. That's crazy. Yeah, that is yeah, weird. that is really and weird. The, yeah. And then it's, it's, probably, it's probably our, like producer guy yeah oh this guy named mike probably yeah our producer guy yeah mike. this guy mike yeah yeah we hate mike around here yeah we hate mike. but um but yeah we're we wanted to get a podcast out before the game that didn't happen and then you know uh then the game gets postponed yeah which allowed neither of us to go to it mm-hmm. 
which Tyler wasn't going to go to it anyway. Unfortunately. But yeah. conditions but yes. made it so that Tyler could not even attend the Bruce Springsteen concert. Neither. Up in, up Neither. in, uh, up in Portland. Heard it was good, though. Heard it was good. So. Your parents, did your parents go? They did go, and they said it was good. Oh, so that's very nice. They said it was very good. Yeah. yeah. Made me feel bad about it, so. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but I'm, it snowed the next day, so. That's, yeah, no, it was a very good idea that I didn't go. Yeah. So it worked out. What minutes after? But I was thinking about going up on Monday after my class, too, to this game, but that also did not work out. Because it snowed again. Oh, that's true. It did. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Conditions have yeah. not been great, which is weird. Yeah, but, probably uh, about the last thing we would have expected the game to be postponed for. It Portland. really is. Yeah. It really is. Well, in the sense that it doesn't snow, not in the sense that it snowed. Because I think everybody knows, probably if you're listening to this podcast, that if it snows in Portland, everything's shut down. Yes. So, I guess that wasn't that weird. But the fact that we got that much snow in the first place. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, the videos that they were showing on Apple TV before the, the first game, which we'll get into the Apple TV stuff, but uh, there was so much snow on the field. Yeah, I mean, you can I see, mean, I can you can see, like, right in front of the Timbers Army section... There's just like a big like pile of snow, just yeah, like huge, and I, it's probably not even melted yet because it's so compacted. Unless they like run out. Probably not. It's been cold too. It's so time, compacted. So. It's been, it's not been freezing, but it's been True. like cold enough True. to where that thing probably still isn't melted yet. Yeah. And I was gonna say that we don't have a home game on Saturday, but I would have been interested to see if it was still there. Can because that is a mound. Can we make it the Providence Park Glacier? Can we? Can, can we? we? Can we specially like conserve it? And make draw it, something on it. Just make know? it into a glacier. Yeah. And then it'll always be there. Or an ice statue of that would be Bill Tuiloma. Oh, I mean, hugging Blake Bodley. Yes. In Diego Valeri's arms. That is, that's the statue. That would be pretty Build insane. the statue. Wow. It's, Please, if you're it's listening. It's Diego Valeri sending in the corner okay. to Blake Bodley, who heads it on to Bill, who heads it home. And this is a statue. Of Actually, course. never mind. I'm sorry, we can't get <laughs> false information. Valeri's whipping in the corner, Bill heads it home, and then, like, away from the statue, you have Blake Bodily standing up on the bench. Doing a backflip, probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can do anything. That's true. So. That's true, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh, this this game was... Good? Uh, no. But, yes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, I exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's very good to get a first game win because we do not have many of those. Meanwhile, Kansas City has a lot of those. Yeah. And yeah. we get the win in this game. Yeah. It comes from a six-minute goal from Juan Mascara, which is very nice. It is very nice. And he looked very good. Also, yeah. he is quick. Not as good as Van Rankin, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, Juan, I mean that, that was the one thing we found out very early about him last year is he is fast he's very fast i i think van Rankin might actually be better defensively just in a defensive standpoint honestly oh. it's similar it's similar i i can't say that one is miles ahead of the other no <laughs> but i mean Juan, i think Juan just his moments defensively of being able to get back with pace he's yeah. very physical but he, i mean he showed a lot of moments of getting beat i think that just i think that's going to come with experience yeah i think you know this is i don't know Eighth or ninth MLS game? Is it even? I mean, I can. Uh, yeah, he got a he got a decent amount last year. I can double check that. He got one. Okay, so obviously this one. No, he got three. He got three last season. Okay, so four. This is his fourth MLS game. So yeah. he's got his time, you know, yeah. to to grow defensively, and I think you know if he can put it together with the speed and the physicality that he has, he's going to be a great defender. Oh, definitely. I think he could be a Viafania type, if. 
if he can gain that defensive aspect. Except he'll have more pace than Vaifani, too. So if he could gain that defensive aspect, that would be huge. Yeah, and if uh, he gains like that much of a defensive aspect, he might not even be here next season. I mean, yeah. I mean, Tom <laughs> Bogart already yeah. reported that like teams were calling about him like in the winter window, when he'd only played three games for us. Yeah. So, so uh, he is in high demand. <laughs> we're going to make some money off of him yeah. already, you know, which is very nice to see. Hopefully, you know, selfishly, he, Moreno, Evander stay around for a decade. We build a superpower. A decade, yeah. That would be great. That would be great. Obviously, it won't happen. <laughs> it, no. But it's very nice. But the starting lineup is uh, back three of back four of Rasmussen since Bravo mm-hmm. uh, was not fully recovered from the injury and was on the bench. McGraw, Zuparic, Mascara. In the midfield, you had Chara, Diego Chara, Williamson, Evander, and then Chara, Luria on the wings, and he has up top. It's and a solid lineup. I don't it's think a, it's what we expected. It's Yeah, but it's not really what we expected. Forgot Bingham in goal. I think a lot of people expected Ivicic to start. Uh, yeah, I didn't expect Apparently, that. he was <laughs> but, still, you know... Not fully ready for a game, I yeah. guess. Uh, and then, you know, same thing with Moreno. But obviously, Jimmy Chara comes down with an injury. Mm-hmm. And very unfortunate. Moreno's also, yeah. I had the report came out. Gio said it's going to be weeks. Yeah, many weeks. Yeah. So and very then, unfortunate there. Yeah, and then we have our new signing Eric Miller on the bench along with Mabiala, Bonilla, Bravo, which was the four subs we didn't make. So we made we have. Four defenders we left on the bench, plus Ivicic. Yeah. We made four subs, one of them being a CDM and Paredes, one of them being a completely unproven prospect in Gutierrez, and then Moreno and Fogasa. And now you take out Moreno, because he's going to be coming in the starting lineup. You would expect. Yeah. And who's taking his spot on the bench? Who we got taking his spot on the bench? That's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, hopefully Blanco's all right. To be on the bench at least. Apparently, I saw that Blanco's like not close. Okay. I've that's seen I've seen bad. conflicting reports that Blanco's close, but like he's also close. But I. <laughs> so I, who knows? <laughs> Realistically, who knows? Though? But yeah. So, I mean, who who really knows with Blanco? I mean, it'd be good to see him on the bench. Yeah. But the attacking's thin right now because Aspri is out, Morris still out. Obviously now Jimmy Char is out, so it's very difficult time. Uh, Timbers have bought a striker. Yes, thankfully. that is true. That is true. So uh, reinforcements are coming. He's not a DP guy. No, he's but... a he's a Tam signing and should come in to compete at least until Mora comes back. Because I assume when Mora gets fit, he'll probably be our number one unless the new would, guy or Fogasa come in firing. Think, yeah, Fogasa is not passing either. No. Like both of them, there's well, no way. Which I think we'll talk about this a little later. Fogasa got to start next game, yeah. in my opinion, but. I mean, the setup the setup and formation was all right. Geo's Geo's tinkered with this team. Everyone yeah. kind of wondered if we were going to stay in the four two three one, and Evander just kind of takes the spot of Cam. Yeah. But I mean, Geo really tinkered. We saw many different formations. Dude and I were breaking it down before yeah. this started. We saw four three three holding kind of with Diego Charles, the holding midfielder, Evander and Williamson kind of up above as the eights, mm-hmm. and then in defense as sort of the pressing formation. You mentioned that we were in a five four one attack kind of with. Williamson and Evander yeah. kind of pressed up his cams with the wingers kind of dropping yeah. down. And Diego Char sitting as the only guy in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And there were many moments in the game where you could see Diego Char was kind of the clear, like, only guy between the back four and this new four that was created. Mm-hmm. 
and I mean the press worked. It worked really well. Um, which <laughs> I was before this we were, we were looking at it and like it it didn't seem at for well it took you a second to realize also that what it was and yes. well it took we had to break it down to figure out what exactly was happening but um it worked really well with having them step up into that cam position because how i described it is an inverted v towards their goal i guess you could call it an in, arrow and it goal. is it is an arrow towards their goal with diego charison in the middle yeah. because so nesgoda is obviously the first line up there and then you got um uh, Williamson and Evander sitting in next to him. So he presses whatever side he's pressing to, that other cam is going to step in there and win that. And it worked really well, and that led to our first opportunity, actually. Yeah. Um, which is Nisgoda's... I'm not going to call it a miss, because it wasn't a miss. It was a good goalkeeping. Yeah, we did, we, did, <laughs> but, we both think he, he took a perfect first touch to get himself in position, and Pulse Camp is just very quick to react, is yeah. right there. And then knocks it away, and then saves the second effort, which I mean yeah. is just like quite two incredible. two really nice saves. And I, this game, as much as some of you or some of whoever that watches the game might want to say that we're lucky that we got out of this with a one zero win, I would like to say that this game could possibly be three zero, four zero, based on the performance of Casey's keeper. Yeah, I mean, same. I mean, you can give him three one because. Bingham, I was gonna say Bingham, I think we still Bingham win this game. Some pretty nice saves, but we yeah. win because I mean, there's this moment right here where Nias go to, and then obviously that kind of leads to the buildup of the second goal of our actual first goal. So you know that can kind of be, you yeah. know, weighed as this goal happens, that other goal doesn't because the flow like flow plays a little more messed up because yeah. we get a corner and then off the corner of us recycling it back through Ivicic up or up through Bingham back forward is how we get our goal. Mm-hmm. So you could, I, the thing is, we still win this game, I think. I, I think we still, yeah, we still win this game. But I'm not saying we were the better team, necessarily, which I think we yeah. were in moments, but I think both teams were mid. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think KC can also say that they were the better team. Yeah. I think it was just not a great game. No, it really uh, was not. It was very much, this is first game of season. Yeah, I mean, you, you know. You could not tell <laughs> that we had just won the Coachella Valley Invitation. No, I mean, Cup, come on, how so. Put some respect on our name, first of all. Yeah, which but, uh, I actually don't know if we won or not. <laughs> yeah. I just know we went 2-1-0, so. Uh, yeah, I don't two know. Was there a winner, technically? I, I mean, it was preseason. I doubt it. I don't think so. There usually isn't. But it was like the Coachella Valley Invitational, so like. Yeah, that is also true. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out uh, Zach McGraw's mom also for streaming all those games yeah. on uh, Instagram shout Live. Out, shout out MLS <laughs> for being stupid. Yeah. You're letting people go to the games, <laughs> but you won't live stream it? That is that defeats the purpose. It really doesn't make sense. Cause okay, if we're being the reason that they didn't do it is because they want like they don't want other teams seeing the strategy of preseason, yeah. right? But you're letting people come. Which yeah, let scouts come. That's what I yeah. People anybody can go to those games. Also, so, I I I was reading I was reading this book uh, lead, about leads about the Marcelo Bielsa yeah. era. If any of you read it, it's a great book. And uh, so basically, people know. Bielsa is like a, a mastermind. He does meticulous research about everyone. But they were playing Forest Green in a uh, in a friendly. And Marcelo Bielsa asked Forest Green if he could scout the fr- Forest Green's friendly the week before. Huh. Which is, first off, crazy wow. enough. Yeah. And, you know, the Forest Green manager said, yeah, we have nothing to hide. You know, what, <laughs> what could they see in the preseason game? And I think that's really true is like, I've really 
the only thing that Portland is saving itself from in terms of it being seen is from KC. Yeah. Maybe is... maybe there's one set piece play that they didn't pull out here. Well, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. And I mean, also in the... it, like maybe I because I think again there's fans there, so they would have seen the four five one pressing that we're doing. Yeah. They would have seen the normal four three three holding formation instead of the four two three one that we're normally in. That was not a shock to anyone. I would yeah. not be surprised if Casey was already ready for it. Well, I was gonna say though, they clearly weren't ready for the four five or what was it yeah. four two four five one attack. No, the defensive. Whatever the defensive for me is that for oh four yeah, one attack five, yeah that is it yeah yeah okay. Uh, I don't think they were because why was Diego Chara wide open in the middle like the the, yeah. the center of the field in their attack was wide open and there's a reason that we could leave Diego Chara in there mm-hmm. as the only guy. Yeah. But, but I, I still don't think that that changes based no, on them really, watching I mean, our preseason think, I don't think so that's like, the <laughs> difference. I think if it was still televised, because, again, you have people like like Zach McGraw's mom on her phone can still give you the same effect as like yeah. an above-angle sort of thing if you've got like obviously good enough scouts. You know, if you give me that game film of a sideline view, I'm probably not – I don't know if I'll be able to take – as much like as an above aerial view, but if you give like an MLS professional scout that, they better be able to tear that up. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point They're, of not streaming these things? And it's the first year that they haven't, which is odd. It makes me wonder if it's related to Apple. I probably not, honestly. No. But and I mean the other thing too about preseason is like especially in those first games, like the main the starters aren't playing they're not starting at least like the full team isn't starting so you're not going to get a a full picture of how the team is going to look when they come out so i don't know but yeah i mean let's let's finish up this game before we start going on tangents about uh you know other stuff which we've got a lot to get into yeah but i mean after and then this as i said leads to the corner where it goes all the way back to bingham bingham plays a long ball through that muscara wins with his head it ends up getting played back over again for Mascara, who chases it down to the to the end line. Beautiful like work effort mm-hmm. in getting this ball. It ends up getting back uh, getting back around to Jimmy, who then plays it to Mascara, who's kept on side by the fact that uh, Sweat is not back, not like fully. Back. He's back on the field, but he's not back like in the defensive line yet. So Mascara is kept on side. Mm-hmm. Perfect finish, right past Pole Camp's Pulse Camp's leg. Yeah, he just can't get to it at all, and it's. It's just a beautiful finish. And honestly, at that point, I was like, oh, we're cooking. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. It looked and like it at that we point. We just Six decided that we just weren't going to mix, like, two passes together anymore. It was, yeah. We it, it, was, it was bad for a while. Over. It was bad. And with a midfield as good as ours, and, you know, I'm not going to say our tactics. <laughs> Luria was bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Chara had the assist but didn't really offer too much until his injury. Obviously, yeah. Moreno offered a lot. Denise Goda did not offer anything no. to me in that game. No. His game is not back to the back to the back to the goal hold up. That is Mora's job. Yeah. That is why we were so good with Mora. I mean, because did, that is his job. Yeah. And he did good to win the ball on the almost goal, but yeah. <laughs> that's that's a defensive mistake. Yeah. And then Fogasa like Fogasa comes in, does much better with it. You know. Mm-hmm. I just Nias Goda continuously gets put in situations that he can't operate in, and I don't think that's the fault really of him or of Geo. I think it's more the fault of talent ID from the front office. Yeah. Because when you have a guy like a Bobasi, mm-hmm. who is better than he has to go to with his back mm-hmm. and is a much more dynamic striker, 
You then say, oh, let's bring in the Escoda. Well, you have a Boba C. And, and they already had more at this point, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. And you bring him in, and you're like, yes, this is, you know, this is our DP guy. When you already have two successful strikers who fit the system you're trying to play, and then you bring in this guy yeah. who could not play the system that you're trying to play. Or, when he came into the team, they came in at the same time, actually. Him and more. That's right, that's right. Yeah. So but it was kind of undecided, but yeah. But it's like, you already have the style that you're playing with Obobasi. Miyaskota is not the style of Jeremy Obobasi. No. And, you know, and then you give him this DP contract, which is crazy. I mean, it's hard to argue, too, though, when he's coming out of Poland as the top scorer in the league. Which is what the scenario was at the time. So... Keep it is about finding fit, you know. Yeah, I get... Yeah, yeah, that is true. Stars, that because is true. it's a lot different. I would say soccer is much more of... Obviously, all these sports I'm about to mention are a team game. But soccer is obviously much more of a team sport than, say, basketball. Yeah. yeah. You, get, you get a guy in basketball who doesn't fit your offense at all who doesn't fit your defense but this dude can score the bu- basketball you 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 get him immediately yeah that's why the biggest and, thing like about drafts and whatnot at least in like the nba and uh nfl is the first like five to ten draft picks you're not drafting for fit who cares about fit yeah go and get the best guy yeah, yeah. for soccer it's a little bit different because obviously the best guy can help and i think that's kind of what we're seeing kind of with like manchester city and holland yeah yeah. I mean, he's, you go and get the best guy. Does he fit what they were doing last year? No. They're a little less dynamic in a sense, I think, yeah. without Holland. I'm not saying they're a worse team or anything. Their style of play No, but he's changed. a one-dimensional striker. I but mean, he's, same yeah. yeah. And the same thing with me as good as, you know, and that's why he was benched behind Mora is because we have the style of play for Mora, yeah. not for Nias Goda. And now we continuously try to throw Nias Goda up top in these situations where he cannot play. And I really think, I think if Mora was healthy... Niascoda was gone this past. I think so. Like, I think so. Like, Niascoda leaves this past. I mean, we also don't bring in another striker right now if he's the guy. There's also that. <laughs> so. I really don't think we yeah. do either. At the very least, it's like. I mean, we, we have two strikers. Why do you bring in another one? Yeah. And so now when Mora comes back, we essentially have four strikers. Yeah. Five if you count Tego Akoba. True, and he'll be back eventually. And six if you. Gutierrez. We could throw can. Espria on at that. Espria, yeah. But I think the new guy we're signing is also like a striker, like winger kind of combo. Yeah, okay. So that might be more for depth considering on position, especially now with this injury. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just... The thing is, like, obviously, Fogasa brings energy and, you know, but we haven't seen really much besides the fact that he plays hard and he can get into the right position, which, yeah. is, of course, is always great. Uh, he he kind of is like the way that I viewed him in this game, especially when he came in, is like he played like Brian Fernandez without the skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he just like runs that. around and he wins the ball, but he doesn't have the skill that Brian Fernandez or even Nascota has. Yeah, he did have a very nice back heel near yeah, the end of the that game. That was nice. That was nice. But you know, he hasn't really shown too many moments like that where we could be like, "Oh, this is great. He yeah. is this type of guy." We really don't know that yet, and I'm hoping you know, I guess in this stretch we'll get to see it. I really don't know how much longer more is going to be out. I think it's at least another couple months. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> you know, the the new guy we're bringing in. I think he played in like, I think it was the Turkish league. It's Sound... so hard to find film on that. Yeah, yeah. That you know wasn't. I, I'm going to continue trying to find it because I know he played in the Champions League a while ago. Maybe I can find. Actually, yeah, I think it was a Turkish because yeah, because yeah. they're in the Champions yeah. League. I don't want to pronounce the name because I'm just going to butcher it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Not Fenerbahce, it was the one with the V in it. Maybe that was Fenerbahce. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, exactly no, right. Fenerbahce starts with an F. 
No, no, no. It was a V instead of a V, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Ferran Kvaros. Oh, no, that's what it was. There's no V in that. Yeah, there is. There's, oh, there's a, v. a V. It's Let's go. F-E-R-E-N-C-V-A-R-O-S. Yes, yeah, that's Turkish League. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, and I mean, I think I think that's just going to be the main thing, is weathering kind of the storm until... Oh, no. Hungarian. Hungarian. That's what... It, okay, that's what it was. Okay. I can't believe I... My FIFA knowledge. My FIFA knowledge. <laughs> lacking, I played FIFA lacking. for so long. I'm lacking. But um, I think that is one of the good reasons of bringing in Evander is, you know, that gives another midfield creator who can hopefully do his own score zone because Evander's kind of the piece, like, we've been missing for a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, like, a fully healthy, healthy Blanco is kind of what, like, not obviously, I'm not comparing, like, their type of play styles, but the effect they bring, which is they can get their own goal. Yeah. They can create many yeah. goals. Same thing as, like, Valeri did. And I think Evander's going to be so important in this stretch to where we don't have more and Evander didn't look I'm not saying he looked bad he just didn't look great in the game yeah, and I think I, that's first game in MLS yeah trying to force it a lot too many times I, yeah that was definitely an issue that was the whole team though also. but I also think that Tommy and Walter did a great job of like kind of man marking him at least the first half making it really hard for yeah. the Timbers to get the ball I mean they, they knew because a lot yeah. of teams are gonna know now that's I mean that's the thing that happens when you get a ten million dollar DP. Everybody knows teams know <laughs> to kind of mark that man yeah, yeah. and try to make sure he can't get the ball. And I mean this is what we do with Diego Charles. We sick him on their best player. Yeah, we man mark him, and this is what we've always done. And so that's what teams are going to do. And you could see right at the start of the second half, there's a real emphasis on getting Evander into his own spaces to at least just get Evander some touches. Yeah, and I think you can you could see too. I think it was it was almost like when we saw Moreno come into the team at first, just better. In my opinion, yeah. he he had he's not as unpredictable mm-hmm. necessarily, and can, he's not gonna do some cra- like there was multiple times in this game that uh, that Moreno almost gave away a couple goals by crossing yeah. right into the middle of the field, like multiple times back to back, and that's not the kind of thing that I think Evander's gonna do. I think he's a little bit more uh, more of a seasoned veteran yeah. than Moreno is. Um, so yeah, I think it's literally just gonna be him working into the game, and I think he has the potential from the small moments that he had in this game where he looked really good because mm-hmm. there's moments where he got the ball and you could he, like he's the best player on the field like he gets the yeah. ball and he does something and like yeah nobody else is going to do what he just did um and there was that one did you see he tried to flick it uh he tried it was coming into him at the top of the 18 and he tried to flick it over the defender and he messed up the flick yeah but he was pretty close on it and that would have been pretty crazy mm-hmm. if he got that but i think even just showing he's confident too already yeah so he's I not, think, yeah i think that's the biggest thing is kind of what i was going to say is you can you can tell the vision is there even if the execution is not currently there. Yeah. And I think that's not something that he's missing. It's just something that will come as he continues to play one or two more games, you know, gets in the flow of the team, gets in the flow of the league. Yeah. I mean, and, it's his first I mean, game yeah. in the league. In it's, the country. Very, it's very much going to come. Yeah. And, you know, he will be very dynamic. I thought Williamson looked okay. I thought he had some yeah. moments where, yeah. you know, there was kind of like, where he did, might have looked a little bit on the lazier side, but there was also moments where he was Eric Williamson. Yeah, exactly. He was dipping. I, Matt Doyle posted this great clip where he basically just, like, shoulder-faked Espinoza while he was dribbling to, like, completely just come oh, out of the yeah, space. Oh, yeah, that was, that nice. was, that was nice. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's one of the <coughs> greatest things Williamson's the greatest at, is the shoulder dips, the turns, to mm-hmm. just absolutely lose defenders. Yeah. And then he's also a great defender, uh, good defender as well. Yeah. yeah. And, I, I mean, I think... 
I really like him moving up ahead of Diego Chara because it allows him to be a little more free. He was already kind of box-to-box last year, Mm -hmm. but this just allows him a little more freedom in the formation as well, Yeah, especially working with such a creative player like Evander because he is also himself a creative player. Yeah, I think Evander's a very... Honestly, Evander is like, if you take Williamson... Blanco, Valeri, and Diego, or, uh, and Darlington Nagby, and like put them together. In my opinion, uh-huh. it's kind of how he seems because he's not fully attacking, but he's not as defensive as Williamson. Um, so I, I see them as very similar players, actually. In yeah. the it just in their style of play and the way that they dribble. Now, like you can tell when a player is dribbling, it just looks like so easy. Yeah, and I think that's just the style of play that they both uh-huh. they both play. Yeah. And I mean, Moreno comes in. Moreno has always has his outrageous moments. That man just has yeah. the ball on <laughs> string, like when he's doing dribble it's, moves. Yeah, it's insane. He had one flick, like I, I can't remember when it was. It was it was in the second half, but he basically just got the ball like in the air and just flicked it over. Yeah. Oh, like, I know what you're talking. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. seemed yeah. unintentional, but almost perfectly like I think that was intentional. Intentional actually. at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Like it was. Like I honestly don't know if like you could give it to him and he. Wouldn't never be able to recreate it again, <laughs> yeah, or if you would yeah. be able to recreate it every time. It was True. one. It was like one of those. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't know if that was, you know. And with Moreno, I'm assuming it was very yeah. intentional because that man is always nice on the with yeah, the ball. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the attack shows a lot of promise from the players. It didn't show a lot of promise in this game. It showed a lot of last season where the ball gets to the 18, and we're like, crap, what do we do with it? Yeah. Do you guys want happen. it? Yeah. Do we... <laughs> that did happen a lot. Who wants it? Yeah. You but know? I mean, it was kind of the same for KC. And then Maria too. would step up and be like, I'll blast this into into the Timbers army. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a terrible shot. So many bad terrible decisions. Terrible shots. Evander got frustrated once or twice by Luria. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, Luria's going to start the next game basically out of. Really? We have no one else. Who are you well, starting with? Oh, he has. Yeah, that's starting? true. No, I, I, don't, I forgot. I, I, forgot. I, was, I was thinking that Jimmy. I, I like Diego Gutierrez in his 10, 15 minutes he got. No, I'm not starting yeah, him no, because of it. No, I was, I'm letting him continue to get 15, yeah. 15, 20 minutes now, I guess. I forgot they're the only two we got now. Yeah. So basically, your, our wingers are Moreno and Maria until Jimmy, Blanco, or Spria come back. Yeah. Which could be a few weeks. Pro- yeah. I haven't heard anything on a Spria. But the thing is, they all got the same sort of injury, uh, so it's like oh, he got surgery actually. Yeah, got surgery. They all yeah. got the same sort of injury, so they all they should all just kind of be, you know, chipping back one after one. So. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, that'd be good. We could have used the spree in that one, and it just in general, I think we just miss him. But yeah, yeah, this new spree, I cannot wait to see. <laughs> yeah, new spree back. But I mean, look, the stats the the stats are honestly really interesting because, you know, uh. They end up with more possession, as usually happens. They have more total shots. We end up with, you know, the same shots on target, which is not, you know, not terribly surprising. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they dominate on corner kicks, as usually goes. We defended <laughs> most of them pretty well. Oh, that's what, yeah, I wanted to continue your thought, and then I'll, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, but continue your thought. I was going to say point. late in the game, there was one where, uh, can't remember his name, gets almost a free header right at the end. You yeah. know, McGraw falls to the ground. And, I mean, it's such a dive by McGraw. That was a dive, yeah. And you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. You just got to go get the ball. <laughs> That's too risky right but there I mean, if he wins besides that. Besides, most of those, most of them were, were well defended enough to where Casey didn't have an insanely good opportunity no. out the corner. There was a couple misclearances, like yeah. Shaoui's shot, that should have probably gone in from about the six. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
which I guess Bingham just reacted well. But yeah, um, yeah other than that, it did look solid, and that's that's what I wanted to say too is that the defense looked better than it has. I think we said the same thing last year too, but it looks <laughs> it looks better as of the first game in my opinion right yeah. now than it has in the Supark past. Park got beat twice earlier, picked up a all but didn't get, didn't get called for a foul in the box thankfully. Uh, or maybe it was right outside very early in the first half, and then yeah. picks up his yellow card on the same sort of thing where the guy just knocks it past yeah. him and Duparker yeah. has to truck him basically. But then he started to get settled in the game. Mm-hmm. McGraw was immense. He looked he that slide that he had to stop. There was a volley and he slid in to stop the volley. It was insane because yeah. it was like it was close to the six. Yeah, Rasmussen, but... nothing to write home about. Thanks no, but, for doing your job. Yeah, exactly. He, you know, he did what he had to do. He, he came into this game and he did what he had to do. I don't. <laughs> I can't really think of any highlights for Rasmussen, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, no. I mean, his role every time he comes into the team is to be the guy that doesn't go up. Yeah, every single game to be the guy played. that doesn't go up and don't you dare make a mistake. Yeah, basically, and I mean he does his job, and that's what so, and that's exactly that's, what it was. And yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, I don't want him to be the starting He's, left back. No, if but, we didn't have Bravo, I would say get a starting left back. Yeah, because I still don't want him to be the starting left back yet. But he shows that promise because he's, you know, average. I, he did. Average he I'll did still that. play over Eric Miller, who is a veteran, proven outside yeah. back. So I mean, that's got to say something about Gio not just throwing Miller right in there. Yeah. And he has to have been showing well, and I mean, he played well. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think, I mean, I'm hoping Bravo's probably back this week. Yeah, that was a bit. I, when we have Bravo and Mosquera on both sides going up, that yeah. our attack is going to be. And it's going to be very important yeah. for uh, this LAFC game because you know Carlos Vela is going to be lurking on the wing. So if we yeah. can really drag our wing backs up, Carlos Vela is not tracking back. No, <laughs> no. So that's I mean that's going to be the most important thing for at least the wing backs and the defenders, which you know. I mean, you have any final thoughts about this game? Suspect we win one. Uh, we're tied. Uh, I'll shout out. Uh, what's the What's the agency that shouted out Liam Witchwell? I, I don't remember the agency. Oh, tough. But uh, shout out Coach Ridgewell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If any of you get that, uh, some sort of agency burner account tweeted that yeah. out and basically Pretty said, funny, "Good job but... to the Coach Ridgewell." And that's all. That's yeah. all they said. And then good it job. turns out Coach Ridgewell is sponsored by them. So cheers. Well. Uh, Good, but good also, I will, job, I will say, there was a moment where Coach Ridgeville was talking to Zach McGraw, and I love to see that. I love yeah. to see Zach McGraw yeah. getting mentored by, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, we, we went, and it, it was squeaky bum time at the end. It was. Uh, but did enough to pull through, and that's all that really matters, especially that, this early in the that season. That is all that really matters. We're going to get yeah. into a group. We're going to look better offensively. Yeah. Hopefully this sort of game doesn't happen again. Where we score the first goal and yeah. we just kind of lose all semblance of offense. Hopefully, it has happened in the past, so you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. It really has happened in the past, and now we go to LAFC, who we don't really know anything about them this season, obviously, because yeah, their well, Rose Bowl game, El Clasico, got postponed because so stupid. By the way, uh, did so you see stupid. videos? No. Dude, like oh, the Rose kidding. Bowl was like like the like uh, the like tunnels and stuff are like flooding. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, just kidding. Not stupid. Because I mean, California can't handle rain. Yeah, but is, is it like it has it had to be in the Rose Bowl? Well, they didn't. They couldn't like really have. They had already like set up the Rose Bowl. It wasn't. Oh, like and they did sell tickets. I guess like yeah, that's yeah, true. that's true. They couldn't just say, "Hey, you eighty thousand that bought tickets to the Rose Bowl, <laughs> only a quarter of you can go." Yeah, they could have moved and it we're to putting uh, it to Bank of California. Move, no, State. move it to SoFi or SoFi. Yeah, <laughs> move it to SoFi and then. But the the crazy thing about uh, SoFi is that when they had the Super Bowl this past year. Yeah. Uh, or no, they had the national championship yeah, there. Okay, yeah, okay. They had the national championship there, and there is actually a spot in the roof where the uh, rain can come through. 
Really? Yes. That's, why would they do that? I don't know. That's. But it was very funny because that happened to be where the TCU fans were. And so as they oh, were getting blown funny. out, it was just starting to rain that's on That's funny. So that's probably also why they couldn't move it there. But also, I mean, I saw a video. California was just flooding. Yeah. And because okay. when it snows that's... here, we shut down. When it rains in California, it shuts down. That's fair. Yeah. Power was going out and everything. It was just bad. So they canceled it. We don't really know what their setup's going to look like. Obviously, they lost uh, MLS legend Gareth Bale. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, MLS legend. Chiellini just kind of seems like a bench guy now. I mean, he's he didn't not, really play much at the end of last. If we're season. being honest, he's not even at MLS. Like he's not at the level to be, honestly, maybe even playing at a decent professional level. Yeah. At this point, like he's just old, and he's there because of his name, and he doesn't start. I'm assuming he won't start again. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, you look at their lineup. You know, they kind of play four two three. They've got Acosta. Uh, they get rid of Cifuentes. I, I kept hearing there were Brighton rumors. They did uh, not. No. Uh, surprised he is not gone. Honestly, they got rid of uh, Chicho Arango, which is stupid. Can yeah, the, that's stupid? that is stupid. Yeah. And you're getting rid of an amazing forward. <laughs> they do but... have uh, Blanca though. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. Who is? He's been very good for them. So. Yeah, but Arango was like, they're one of the like their best player last year. Yeah. Pretty much. Besides, oh yeah. Obviously. Yeah. The gravity that you get from Vela, so, but I mean that's I mean that's just the main thing is Vela's going to be on that right wing, and oh they got Ryan oh no Hollingsworth was already there last year right yes yeah but yeah I mean it's, it's just gonna oh be Aaron Long though yeah they picked they up Aaron, Aaron Long. Long that's actually a big pickup yeah the back. their goalkeeper uh, Kerfu is probably still out from that terrible injury in the final oh yeah yeah boy <laughs> but yeah I mean. That's probably just the biggest pickup is just solidifying that back because it's probably just going to be him and Murillo at the back, which is a very good MLS center back duo. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've obviously got Acosta, probably Eli Sanchez, and Cifuentes in the midfield, which is a crazy good midfield. That is a crazy good midfield. Yeah. And then, uh, you know. Even though our midfield is also pretty good too, so I mean. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a very good midfield battle. Yeah. And then obviously you've got Vela, Apoku, um, Bawanga. Oh, they picked up uh, the uh, mid from Spain. I forgot about him. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Which mid? He came from... Where did he come from? Why can't I think of his name? He's a either a midfielder or, or a, a winger. Winger. Christian Tello? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tello, yeah. Okay. He, even he wasn't playing much at the end of last season. No, but I expect him to have a bigger role this season. Because he was... a top player in the Liga for a while. Real Betis. Is Betis, yeah. But he, he was a he was a. Top oh, he's already player. he's already gone. He's in Saudi Arabia. Oh, what? Al-Fateh. Oh, they loaned him off? They transferred him off. Free transfer. Oh, His he's contract gone. was up and he left. Wow, okay. He played <laughs> uh, five games for LAFC. Did he, when did he come into the team? It was the end of the season, right? Yeah, I think he, he came in, he came in at the end of summer, played four games leading up to the end of the season, then came in in the final. And okay. did nothing, and then okay. he's off to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so off to Saudi. I wonder if he went to uh, Al Nasser. No, <laughs> he did not. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that's honestly, um, obviously, assuming they're not going to change from a four three three. I'm just going to assume that for now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know which of their keepers is going to start. Probably John McCarthy. He's the one who ended the MLS Cup. So yeah. I assume he's probably their well, second. I mean, let's let's check out a little update on Kripo. See if they got it listed, dude. The way his leg was, homie. That is, yeah. He's not playing. No, there's, yeah. 
But yeah, that was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Fractured his tibia. Let's see. There's some injury updates. Nope. A I successful surgery. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, that was probably from after. Recovery's going to be many, like at least half a year, if not more. It probably says in here. Probably yeah. Year. I, I would think it's going to be a while. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you'll probably see Long and Murillo at the center backs. Uh, probably Palacios and Hollingshead at left and right back. I, I don't really think their back four changes from the final, except Aaron Long is in. And then the midfield doesn't change of Acosta, Sanchez, Sifuentes, uh, and then you have Bowanga, Vela, and then whoever they throw at center forward. Maybe Vela's in at center forward and they go with like Opoku on the right wing or something like that. And I honestly think that's something they might look at. Yeah. Is yeah, putting Vela up top. That's, I mean, it, it does make sense. I'm actually surprised they haven't played him more in the middle because, I mean, it's kind of like how when we had, when Valeri left and we had Blanco on the wing, it's like it doesn't make sense to leave him on the wing. Yeah. Um, I, it makes sense for him to play him there. I don't know if it makes sense to put him at striker, though. I feel like he's more of a cam player than a striker. I mean, you could put him, kind of try to operate him as like a false nine sort yeah. of thing, I guess, which is... Yeah, because I mean, he's just too... His best position is the wing. Yeah, he's just too creative of a player. His best I position think. is like a ranging wing. Yeah. Just let him yeah. go around. Which, I mean, that's kind of what he does. Which is honestly <laughs> probably going to be what it is. I mean, he doesn't, yeah. You could put like a poker on the wing and just have like all three of them just like maneuver around, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, they might, yeah. And I honestly think that's like probably one of the best formations but I mean, just the biggest thing is if Claudio Bravo is coming back I mean for whoever's starting at left back whether it be Bravo or Rasmussen is Bravo yeah. ready to guard Vela is Rasmussen ready to step up and guard Vela that's going to be the biggest yeah. key I think at that point it's literally a fact of is Bravo at not full health still going to be better than Rasmussen at defending Vela yeah <laughs> Which because, I, I, I mean, don't know the answer to. but We saw it multiple times last year. Is Vela liked to attack Bravo. And there was a game where Vela ended up switching sides because Bravo was doing well. But we have seen moments for Bravo where he reaches too much. Or, yeah. you know, craftier wings can beat him because of this fact that he does end up reaching too much. So, was MLS Cup was in November, correct? Yeah. So, Crepo's out for four to six months. Whoa. So, November, October. No shot. December, November? No, yeah. no. This is this would be like the earliest he could come back. Pretty oh wait, much. yeah. Wait, I cannot count. Four months from what did I say? From like the start of November, maybe. Yeah, from November. November. Let's count all of November. I was saying month. October. Yeah, December. Was, yeah. January. February. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Four months. Four months. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Yeah. There's uh, no way. No way. That would be pretty impressive, actually. <laughs> if he, there's no way he's gonna start, I think at well, that yeah, point. It's, it's probably gonna be McCarthy. Yeah, but I mean, I'm honestly, I'm honestly worried. Anytime we play LAFC, LAFC is just a really good team. Yeah, I think it just they're always good, and we and, know that going yeah. into LA too. I mean, I would say we're underdogs. It's gonna be their opening. They're gonna unveil the banner, the championship that's, banner. That's true. Yeah, and you know, the hype, the hype's gonna be there, and hopefully our midfield three can conquer their midfield three. I think. Which, I know. think so. I mean, Diego I think Tara, we've got Eric one of the Lo- most dangerous midfields in the league. I mean, yeah, I think that's very obvious. That's why I think any day you put us on the field with that midfield three, with any rotation of not any rotation, but you know, general rotation around those three in the middle, and we can have a good game. Any yeah. day, any day. Because like you know, obviously, there are games you can control the midfield and still lose. Obviously, but if you're locking down the midfield, you're most likely going to win most games. Yeah. Because teams then try to play around and whatnot. Maybe if, and if that's not their strength, they're screwed. Most teams like to play through the middle. With a guy like Vela, 
they probably play through the sides a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe try to use the midfield to unlock the sides. But, uh, you know, with teams who don't play in the midfield, you know, having this front three is really good because then we can just dominate them. But I really think this is going to be a really good matchup of midfield yeah, threes. Yeah, I, I think, I think that it just is going to be a good game in general, I yeah. think. Uh, as I, long as we don't go on offensive lulls. Yeah, that's... I think that's, it should be a really good game. Which, yeah, I I think I might agree with you just for the energy, even, right off the bat, to have uh, Fogasha go in there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that just makes sense. But I also don't know... I mean, Neskoda's not going to be happy with that, obviously. Doesn't matter. Okay. D- doesn't matter, but he is a DP. And... No, we bought him down, right? Did we buy him down? Yeah, we bought, yeah, we bought him down. Oh, good. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's a good move. We talked about needing to do that. Yes. So yeah. Uh, so I, I I just I still think that honestly it might be him. Yeah. Just because that's how it always goes. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah. Let's you know let's let's move around the league a little bit, shall we? Yeah. What were your thoughts on Apple TV? Let's start with that. Let's start with the big the big first week. Apple TV had this huge contract for the MLS. What did you think? Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna base my opinion not off the fact that it's, you know, fairly exclusive and a lot of people still aren't able to watch it because they, they can't pay or haven't don't have this service or whatever that is. So strictly based off what MLS has provided us through Apple TV, Yeah. I'm going to say for the individual games, I would say very good, honestly. Yes. For the individual games, very good. Because I, I, you mentioned it before, the emphasis on crowd noise I really like. No other broadcast, really, that I've ever seen emphasizes crowd noise like that. There was times during the Timbers game that they would literally cut, and you could hear the mic go to a mic that was closer to the Army so they could mm-hmm. get the crowd noise, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think just they have commentators that are well-versed in whatever team they're talking about also, mm-hmm. or for the games that I watched, at least, other than the national games. Um and just MLS experts in general on the games, which I guess that was the same. But I will say, I did not watch the national commentators for the national okay. games. I just watched it on Apple TV because that's so much more. That's true. TV. I think the first game I watched nationally, and then everything else I watched on yeah. TV. Because I can just pop it up on my TV, but if I need to watch it on Fox, I have to plug in my computer. Yeah. And why would I do that? It's more effort. True. So but just... I will. I will say the Apple TV stream was better in my opinion than the national stream for the first game. Yes. Yeah. Always. Yeah. But. The one thing is that they need to fix the, whatever they called it, show. MLS around show, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Around MLS, maybe. Is kick, what around? They kick around? Was maybe? It kick around? It's basically the Golazo show, for anybody that knows what the Golazo show is. Yeah. And, but they just don't do it right. And they, because, I mean, most of the time that they were in the studio, they're standing in front of the screen while the games are playing behind them, not yeah. showing the games. And then you get a picture, like, they're back, and you're like, what am I watching? Yeah, and then there's a game, or goal in a game that isn't on the TV, and then they take a minute to get there while also still not showing the game. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> so, like, and they're like, oh my goodness, look at this goal. And yeah. you're like, what's going on? And then and 30 minutes into the stream, we went to a commercial. Yeah, and it's like, first off, <laughs> if you're going to do a commercial, don't. Yeah. And at the very least, double box the commercial. Yeah, that's what they at do. The on, very least. On the Golasso show for the Champions League and Europa League, they do that. They just have a little box with it, come up on the side where the game's still playing. Because mm-hmm. that's how they should be. Yeah. I don't know. So the, they're going to the fix it, though. The, goal, the reason why sports try to do this now is because of the success of NFL Red Zone. Yeah. NFL Red yeah. Zone is obviously no ads. Mm-hmm. They do not have any They do not have any ad, ad commercial breaks, I should say. They obviously have ads. Yeah. They do not have commercial breaks. Okay? And the thing is, I, one of my favorite things about NFL Red Zone is that they don't do what the kick-around show is, which is 
oh my goodness, like this person just scored in this game will get you out there. Yeah. The the host who's incredible at his job goes something something like let's go to this game and wa- like see what happened. <laughs> yeah. So he's not giving anything away. It could be an interception, it could be a fumble, it could be a touchdown for all we know. Yeah. We don't know because he doesn't go, "Oh, we've got a touchdown in this game. Let's go to this game." Sure. He usually just says, you know, sometimes he'll say, "Let's check out this play." That still doesn't really give anything away. It could be anything, yeah. You know, but instead yeah. they're like, oh, like the kick around shows, like, let's check out this goal. And, you know, in soccer it's a little bit different, I guess, because, yeah. you know, what else are they going to show us besides a goal, really? Yeah, no, it, it is a little bit different. But I would have liked if they kept a game on consistently. That was the biggest thing I was going to ask, whether or not they did that. No, they didn't. Wow. So what they would do is they had a big – so have you seen the picture of the studio? Yes, it's so, just this big like white box. Yeah, and then it's just this big screen. Yeah. So that on the screen they have two giant uh, like videos playing like streams of the games of okay. two different games, and they're not even watching the games. They're facing or no, that yeah that was what was weird too is they're not even facing the camera. They're just like, it depended on the situation, but they were it it was just an odd setup, and then they would go into a game for a second. You'd watch the entire build up of a play, before the goal like probably like two minutes of play mm-hmm. for the goal for every goal which is i guess that's cool some other shows don't yeah. show you the full build-up um but then they zoom out again and they just talk but not even about the game sometimes so they go off on tangents and then not talk about the games and the games are going on yeah i think i think the biggest thing kind of what i want to see I, I wasn't i wasn't watching it i was watching atlanta san jose which we'll get to in a second because i was crazy yeah. but I mean, I think the biggest thing is you have so many games on at the same time. Pick, like, a game of the week and have that be your main game that is always yeah. playing on the kick round show. And then if you're like, hey, let's go to this game. We got a goal. Show the goal in that game. Show the replay. Cut back to the game we were on. Yeah. You can talk over that game all you want. I don't care. You know, it doesn't. you don't have to... The four people don't have to be commentating yeah. the game. That's the whole point. They're not there to be commentators. They're there to just kind of talk they can talk about whatever's going around the league yeah which is which is what they were doing whatever but yeah. have like a game of the week that is always on the screen yeah that's why i like the fact that they're like you know just like not only analyzing the game yeah but they didn't do it in the right way no is the issue so i i think they're gonna fix it i feel like almost all the comments that i've seen about it are about that yeah <laughs> so i would think by next week and i mean the thing is this is the first week of a 10-year <clears throat> deal yeah, they're like, gonna get this right. It may not even be this year. They might, you know, I I doubt they really make extreme changes yeah. by week two. This might be a year two sort of thing that we really see a big adjustment made. And that's the whole point of this ten year deal is to really keep growing this. And the point of what you said about like accessibility and whatnot, forty percent of the games are free, which okay. is a very good thing. Yeah, yeah, you don't. All you have to do is just have an Apple TV app. Okay, you know, on okay. your phone or whatnot. Yeah, uh, which obviously for older people that you know elderly people that's a little bit more of a problem yeah but the thing is this apple tv deal it's not necessarily as much for growing the game right now as it is for pleasing like the fans of it already yeah and because, i mean i mean i hated espn and fox that's pretty sucked. much that sucks the blackout sucks the, the blackouts yeah. of it i mean this is Beautiful, and it is very easy to use. You can, like we were saying earlier, pause it for you. You can go right back into a game. Um, you can watch the replays of every game, highlights. It, it is a very the way good... you have to watch replays is stupid though. You oh, have really? to go and hunt down the game. Which I mean, I'll, I'll show you the pro- I'll show yeah, you the yeah, process yeah, right okay. now. So you log in, you're in the watch now. You go over to the MLS tab. 
It shows you live and upcoming matches. Yeah. And then it shows you clubs. And then you just scroll down again and it goes to a club spotlight. And then you have to go down past featured series, late match goals, match day one goals, all the way down to the bottom, which is past matches. You would think I click on that and it gives me it. Yeah. No. No. So I guess, uh, so I go to like Dallas, Minnesota. Yeah. It's watch recap. (laughs) And then I have to scroll down again. It says other games. And then I scroll down again. It goes match spotlight. I scroll down again. It goes highlights. I scroll down again. It goes how to watch. I have wow. to press and hold on how to watch, and then I can finally get. Is that really the, the only way? All they need to do is just put the replay button, put a replay button right under watch replay. Yeah, that's it's not that hard. Also, I know they have an they have a way to toggle off scores, make it easier to find. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I do not want I do not want my scores spoiled for me. Yeah, you know I but I may also if I'm browsing games, like if I'm just watching the four thirty slate and the Timbers aren't playing. And I'm just browsing games, and I'm watching a game that all of a sudden is 3-0. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, let me find another game. It's nice to know that, hey, this game is 1-1 with like 30 minutes left. That's true. Because I want to tune in. Yeah. But yeah. it's also like I wasn't able to fully watch all the Timbers game, so I'm trying to come back to it. And I hadn't figured out at that point how to turn off scores. So I'm basically covering my eyes <laughs> and like praying as yeah. I'm like flipping through Apple TV trying to find out about it. And, you know. There's a lot of small things they can do to make accessibility better, but I like the idea. I love the fact that the MLS has its own separate tab on Apple TV, mm-hmm. and I I just love, I just love that it's all in one spot. I just love that yeah. so very much. I think it definitely. I don't have to go hunt a game. I think that's the biggest thing. I do think too, as as much as the accessibility part, or whatever. A lot of people are excited about that, but I think part of it too is that it's going to bring a lot more attention to the league yes and i it already is i think and i it's definitely going to grow the league in the long term like you were saying in a better way than mm-hmm. any other form and i think eventually yeah. they'll figure it out to so that it's better than this even yeah. when it grows more because this is a better representation of the league than whatever espn and fox yeah usually <laughs> fox sports one was showing which sometimes got pushed to fox sports two because of nascar we don't have that problem anymore yeah that's very nice. Just go to just go nice. to Apple TV. They will start it exactly on time. You do not have to channel hunt. That is the biggest thing. Yeah. And as yeah. long as Apple and I think I I hope obviously all the first week was free. Beautiful, mm. beautiful idea. And I think the that last week should all be free as well. At least, I, yeah, at least I think for so. year one. I think so. At least for yeah. year one. Yeah. And as long as they have at least one or two free games every week. Uh, just yeah. as if it was on live TV, which is that of on like is that the plan Plus. at the moment? They have I don't know. Okay, okay. But this is that's what the plan should be. That that is a good because plan. that's very easy. It allows people who don't want to pay for it to still watch MLS, and then also you know, mm-hmm. and and again, like I said, it's just like a game on ESPN or Fox. It's easy for people to find. Yeah. But then you also have like the paywall or whatever, like ESPN Plus or mm-hmm. you know whatever cable provider your team used. I think Apple TV has a lot of great ideas. I think this partnership is very beneficial. Mm-hmm. I say that, and then as an Oregon Ducks fan, I say I hope that the Pac-12 does not sign with Apple TV. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, there's yeah. different levels to it. It's It works for MLS. Yes. But it, it wouldn't necessarily work for everything. No. I think I see where, yeah. Because yeah. with like, like a thing like college football, there's so many different like teams in other conferences. Yeah. If the Pac-12 was the only conference, or if it was all of college football going to Apple TV, that's a good thing. But as like Pac-12, you don't want to isolate yourself off of a completely different like. That is true. Like Apple TV is all the way over well, here, where cable TV is like all perfectly in the circle, and Apple TV is way yeah, over here. Yeah, but they also like 
Well, there's still cable TV involved with MLS, though, too. Kind of. Kind of. Not nearly as much, if, but the, the, the big games are on TV still. But also on Apple TV. But also on, yeah. the big thing. Yeah, if, yeah. if all the Fox games were just on Fox, I think this is a little bit different. But That's the true. fact that I can say I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to Fox. You know, watch it here. I don't want to have to yeah. listen to Alexi yeah. Lawless at halftime. Come on, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> uh, I can just go right here to Apple TV. Yeah. And nice they Jake do their little, Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, which sad I missed the Jake Sivin game. Yeah. I'm not the hugest fan of Taylor Twellman. I don't like that they're going to be the main pairing. I really wish it was I, someone else. I'm going to be Taylor Twellman has been a Timbers hater for yeah. as long as I've been in Portland. But dang it, if I won't always tune into a Jake Sivin game. <laughs> Come on. Jake Sivin is going to be doing the Timbers LAFC. Or actually, probably not because I don't think their plan is to pair. Their plan is to give Jake and Taylor the best non-nationally televised game because that's obviously going to be the yeah. one that has the most okay. eyes on it on Apple TV. That's true. Which is why they had El Clasico instead of one of the nationally televised yeah. games. Yeah. But I mean, I really like the first week. I think they've got a couple changes to make, like making scores easier to hide, watching making watching replays easier yes more accessible yeah more accessible yeah trying to find it but i think i think we're in the right step i love it i yeah i do i do think it is definitely a step in the right direction you know you continue putting out something like this people will see that it is worth the price yeah and you're gonna get at real mls fans like all of you that are listening to this podcast are more than likely going to buy this at some point just due to the fact that you want to watch all the mls games yeah and that's that's their main target audience obviously but once they that I feel like that's already better than what I, on ESPN. I mean, ESPN wasn't getting every MLS fan. I no. feel like because it wasn't as all encompassing of all of MLS. No. So, good job, bad job at you know in some way, but good job, way better job than bad job. Yeah, that's how, that's how we'll put that. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about the playoffs now, shall we? Oh yeah, can we talk about the playoffs? That is. A play-in game between the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Seventh and eighth. Eighth and ninth. Uh, eight and nine. Seven and eight. Seven and eight. What is eight? Wasn't it seven and eight? Well, there's eight nine eight. teams that get in. That's it? right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's got to be eight, eight and nine. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. The, gonna, what, I can't believe I forgot that already. <laughs> yeah, I know about it, but uh, let me confirm that. Yeah. Listen, I, I this format, I I understand. They're definitely only doing this to appeal to the American sports audience in the fact silly. that there can be no draws. Stupid. I'm sorry, but that is just not... I have a couple things. I'll come back to that. Seeds 8 and 9. Okay, yeah. Um, way too many games. Yes. The possibility... The amount of games that one team, at least, will most likely play, the full amount of games, is nuts for a playoff run. Yes. I mean, you're starting off with a three-game series that you can't tie in, so you have to go into extra time. You could have three 120-minute games. You could have seven total games. Yeah, because then you go into another three, right? No, no, no. So it's so the most you could have is the first wildcard match, which is single elimination. Yeah. Then you could play all three of the best of three. Yeah. Which, yeah, so it's no extra time in the best of three, which is what I figured it would be. Oh, so no. no extra time. Yeah. So it's 90 I, minute games. I thought it couldn't end in a draw though. Well, they go to penalties right after that. Oh, it's just penalties. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense then. Okay. Okay. And then yeah. it's, you have a single elimination conference semi single elimination, single elimination conference final, and then the MLS cup. So it's oh, seven I, games you could play if okay. you're the eight or nine seed. Okay. And then a minimum of six, if you're anyone else. 
So it yeah. really is an insane advantage. You know, the best the best of three series, I, I had my thoughts on this earlier. A best of three series gives you like the worst product almost. Because let's yeah. look at Salt Lake Seattle. <laughs> I was thinking about this during a walk back, and of course mm-hmm. this is a while ago. Uh, this was when we were going to do the original podcast, and it's been almost a week now, so I'm going to see if I can try to <laughs> yeah. retangle this back in my head. But when you have the single elimination playoff game, Salt Lake is easily allowed to sit back and defend yeah. and do what they did and have no shots on target. And the thing is, it's like a it's like a spectacle at that point because everyone's like, oh, can they do it? They just have to hold off for 15 more minutes until they get yeah. the penalties. Oh, wow, they did it. They beat them. In a best of three series... <laughs> Salt Lake can attempt to do that, but they might have to be doing it for two or three games, which is not yeah, as fun. I guarantee it's not as fun. It's yeah. matter of fact, whether or not they can do it, it's not as fun, and it's not a good enough, good as good of a product as when they do it in a one game, and people are like, "Oh, I'll tune in for the game because I know They're at gonna, the end of this, Salt Lake's either going to have done this crazy thing and go through, or not." But if Salt Lake does yeah. that in game one of a best of three. It's just a bad game. I mean, you're going to get... Who cares if they do it? It's just a bad game. You could get in the Western Conference. You could have an LAFC playing the San Jose Earthquakes in a three-game series in which the San Jose Earthquakes sit in, like you said, uh-huh. and for three games straight. Yeah. And I'm assuming end up getting run over. Whichever team ends up doing that in a three-game series, I don't think is end up going to This was also winning. my next point. Because... Then you have that where they, they win one game, and then like Seattle's like, oh, we figured out what you're doing. We're just going to kill you these next two yeah, games. Yeah, because they can't. They literally cannot compete. Yeah. And then it's like... Because it's so hard to bunker for back-to-back games, especially yeah. when a team is then prepared for it. Or you get the scenario where Salt Lake's like, well, crap, we just have to play normally, I guess. And then they get run over. Yeah. Because if Salt Lake played normally in that single elimination game, mm-hmm. they get beat by Seattle. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. Easily. And that's 80 why, to 90 out of 100 times. And that's why that... But they... And that's why they yeah. bunkered. is yeah. because they knew that they couldn't, and that was their only way of winning. And in a best of three series, you take away that strategic thing. And the thing is, it is kind of a thing by MLS to ensure that their best teams get to the next rounds. And this is a thing that... Yeah, but that, that's not this the, is the fun. Thing that was, well, the playoffs. That's, see, <laughs> yeah. It makes it fun for later rounds... I guess. Because then you have a higher higher seats going up against one another. Because yeah. come on, yeah. a Timber Salt Lake Western Conference final, the league the league was shaking when yeah. that happened. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not good ratings. Yeah. And that's a thing that was like the like uh, NBA did. Their first round used to be, you know, best three out of five, but they changed it to four out of seven. Mm-hmm. Only uh, only one time in NBA history when it's been a best of seven series has an eight seed beat a one seed. Yeah. And it's because, you know, the, they stretch it out to make that's sure true. that it doesn't happen. Yeah. And that's why the best of seven series is because over seven games, you usually expect the better team to win. And that's why when that's you true. make a single elimination, like in football, you can have a bunch of upsets. Mm-hmm. You know, in the FA Cup, that's why you have so many cup sets. Yeah. Because the teams sit back. But then when you have a draw and we go into replays, which is stupid, by the way, because it's the same sort of thing. Well, repl- replays are a whole different conversation. Though, basically, that's a, a whole draw. Yeah, yeah. And you're basically punishing worst teams for a draw because then they have yeah. to play again and you know this happened with Wrexham they ended up getting the draw against Sheffield United which is yeah. an incredible result yeah. and then Sheffield United goes home and just rolls them over yeah. yeah and it's like you're punishing the bad teams which makes sense from a money view okay I get it 
and Merritt Paulson was on this board, and we all know that pig wants more money. But it's like the thing is, you have to decide between having like the same because having parity and having the same teams over and over again. Yeah. Because, I mean, Seattle is a very good shot at the MLS Cup of that season if they are able yeah. to get through Salt Lake. That's because true. no other team is going to do that against them. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The other teams are going to play them straight up. Seattle had a lot of good talent. They win that. They win the CONCACAF Champions League next, you know, the next season. Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying, oh, Seattle's kind of this dynasty because they've gotten back-to-back trophies. Yeah. You know, what are they going to do this season? And, you know, the parity comes from any team being able to beat any team, like we saw with Salt Lake and Seattle. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden you've got a Western Conference final of the Timbers versus Salt Lake. And I talk about parity, I guess, when the Sounders and the Timbers have made every single Western well, Conference final yeah, except for this yeah. past year. But it's still, it's just, it, it just hurts the bad teams. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. I, I It's fun having teams that aren't, that you know should not win a game keep going in a tournament. It's the underdog. I mean, it's just... I feel like everybody loves to root for the underdog. Yeah. I don't know. It's the whole reason why March Madness is incredible. Yeah. It's everyone it... everyone wants to see a UMBC beat Virginia. But the thing is, UMBC is going to get killed in the later round. Yeah. Who wants to see that? Yeah. But everybody loves to see the initial win because it's so good. I mean, I mean, Twitter was an amazing place when Salt Lake beats the Seattle... Yeah. Because everyone was like, oh, Flounders. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. They just lost. And they got no shots on target. And then we go out and handle Salt Lake. Yeah. And it's like, that was a boring game. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Casual, it, like, casuals weren't like, oh, this is this is a great representation of MLS soccer. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? And that's the thing with March Madness. You know, you tune in to see UMBC beat Virginia, 16 over 1. And you're like, this is, this is great. This is an incredible yeah. moment. Because you feel the crowd rooting for UMBC. You feel this thing that no one has ever done before. And then they go and play the eight seed and they get killed. Yeah. And it's like, well, that was cool. Uh, so now we've just got worse teams in this bracket. Yeah. Because the, because the joy of UMBC is over, and it's only when a team such as um, Loyola Chicago, a true underdog, makes it all the way to the final four, mm-hmm. that people are really starting to get like involved and into it. Yeah. It's because they continued to beat teams after upsetting team after team, and so it's a mix of. You know, when you do it once and then it's over, it creates this like, well, I guess the teams are just worse now. Who is there to watch? Versus if you keep going, it's like this cool Cinderella story again. Back to March Madison. It's March, baby. It's March. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, it is March. Wow. It is March. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I mean, usually when leagues go to best of series, they start to make it better for the better teams, and that's exactly what's being done here is yeah. for money. Because they want the better matchups. I think that's also. Uh, I see the vision. I see like what you're saying and what they're probably thinking, but at the same time, MLS is not anywhere close to any of the leagues that we just talked about. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, but like, there's not many other leagues in this scenario that you're gonna have a bunch of teams that are as even as they are in MLS. Yeah. So, like, legitimately, but I, any I day, still think I still think you put Salt Lake and Seattle back in a three-game series. Seattle wins. I mean, and Seattle's winning pretty much every time. Yeah, I, I agree, but uh, it's just it's it's hard, I, and I think also in that case, it starts to it makes it really clear in what kind of the issue with even removing all the Tam and Gam is and moving you know salary caps and all yeah. that. 
is that we're going to start to see eventually that these better teams are just going to, you know, their salary and everything is going to come up. And then, or they're just going to have better players. I mean, that's just how it's going to happen. And that's how I think everybody wants to avoid that, obviously. But in the same way, if it continues and the better teams just keep winning like this, like, how is the lower team going to get the money and the support to keep? And I think, you know what happens to those teams who don't get as much money and as they slowly become worse? Mm. Maybe they should go to a league where Mm. they would be in some of the higher spenders and then maybe be able to uh, build their team down there and you know yeah. be able to get the opportunity of getting back up and get a little dude you could call it the us money influx and that'd be crazy we could call it like promotion and relegation yeah yeah maybe. you could even have it you could have a usl championship and a division one and yeah. a two maybe and a two yeah wow that'd be crazy and that'd why do crazy. they call it the championship when uh you know as the it being the second league but <laughs> that, well the championship that's a question that is, that is a question that my dad has <laughs> pondered forever and i had to make him a chart so did you you know the answer well, I just I just told him that the championship's the second league, and oh. he was like, "What?" And then it I, doesn't really make. And then sense. I said, "I'm watching the Champions League," and he's like, "Oh, that's what Bournemouth." And I'm like, "No, Dad, I <laughs> yeah. wish, but no, Dad." Yeah, yeah. And so I had I did have to make him a chart, and oh, nice, nice. You know, he's got it in his office. Yeah, <laughs> nice. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever, it's whatever. It's, we're gonna see. It. It's gonna be stupid because, as he said, some of them are gonna drag on. Some of them are yeah. going to be two-game wallops. Some of them are going to be three games of two defensive teams winning yeah. 1-0, 1-1 draws, going into penalties, stuff like that. If you, I mean, like, because as I said, the point of moving to Apple is to appease the fans right now, yeah. not drag new. But this playoff scream is trying to drag in new people to say, hey, hey, our first round, we have, like, no ties and it's a best of three. But the thing is, a single elimination is already no tie. Yeah, that's the thing. So I don't know why they have such, a, such an emphasis on no tying. Again, just because <laughs> you want better teams to be in it. That's yeah. just the main reason. Yeah. That is it. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get off the soapbox now. I love, <laughs> okay, I love okay. that moment. Okay, okay. I love that moment. That's probably the longest rant I've had. And this will be our longest episode because of those long rants. Uh, yeah, easily. And yeah. I, think, uh, I, think, I think we'll hit one more topic because I think it's very, uh, it's very good. Mm. Congratulations to St. Louis. Oh yeah, their first game. Yeah, that was good. Beating Austin. That was good. Uh, Kip Keller had probably one of the worst games ever. Gets beat on the first. Get be, gets beat on the corner by Tim Parker for the header. Yeah. And then passes it back, just pretty much straight to. Uh, uh, of course, I'm blanking his game. I just watched the game. I just watched it earlier. Why am I blanking on the name? Wait, who? The, the number the, eight, Stroud. Stroud. He passes oh, it Stroud. to Stroud. Yeah. Stroud puts it home, and then on the third goal, Kraus just. Dribbles down, just, that was just does a little chip, like cut yeah. back, and Keller just falls. Uh, that that made me think that literally just watching that play because he subbed on and mm-hmm. uh, watching that play made me think that he could be one of the best players in the league. Honestly, Kraus. Yeah, Kraus was already in the game. Kraus started. Oh, he did start. Yeah, and he was the one that scored the last goal, right? Yeah. Okay, so either way, he looked really. He good. looked very good. We'll talk. Yeah. Wait, hey, I got notes on St. Louis. I will be watching their game <laughs> against Charlotte this weekend, and we will be talking about this with all my oh, notes yeah. next week. But uh, I do be liking Kraus. But yeah. um, reminds me a lot of Kiefer Moore. Yeah, yeah. We can talk. I will make that. I will make <laughs> yeah. that Bournemouth comparison yeah. <laughs> next week. But uh, yeah, I mean Kip Keller. I really want to talk about you. I mean, you've obviously seen the goal where he just gives away the ball to Stroud, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's this very interesting moment because, like, it's a little bit out of like 
a press already where St. Louis had the ball near the goal. Mm-hmm. So pretty much everyone's back except for Stroud, who's lingering in the box. Yeah. So Keller receives the ball, and he turns around. And you can tell he's a robotic in this moment because all he's thinking is pass back to keeper yeah. if other center back is not open. So you can see him like quickly glance into the box, and you can tell he's not really registering anything except for the fact that his keeper's there. And then he mm-hmm. turns to his other center back and sees that Kraus is right there. Yeah. So his brain goes, ah, Stryker is right there. So no one else is back here. Let me pass it back to Goldie. And <laughs> he just passes it right to Stroud. Yeah. And you can tell that's what happened too. Because literally the ball is like at Stroud's feet and Stroud's turning around. And that is the only when Keller puts like his hands on his head. Yeah. Like he doesn't <laughs> was, hit the ball yeah. and then immediately go, yeah. oh crap. He like hits the ball and it's just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, you know. He also, he also met the defender on that one, didn't he? Or, like, rolled through the defender's legs. Keller? No, no. It was just a normal pass. Oh, okay, never mind. And then Stroud just put it around the goalie. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, early... I've got two early goals of the season. I've watched both of these games incredible. One is Tiago Almeida. Yeah. The free kick banger <laughs> to win the game. Also the... Lucky the other one was better. Yeah, I don't know. Both I think the first one might have been better. Yeah. But then also, Diego Fagundes' goal... For us in this game. Oh, yeah. Long ball played nice. through. That was nice. Perfect one touch. Yeah. Berkey's a little too far out. Yeah. Just chips it right over <laughs> him on the second touch. Oh. That was nice. Perfect. That was nice. That was Drusy. Why did I say Fagundes? It was Drusy. I'm so sorry. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. I'm so sorry for just I was saying, yeah, you said Fagundes. Fagundes did score. I was going to say, I know that Fagundes plays for Austin, but like my initial reaction went straight to New England still. But Fagundes, <laughs> yeah. Fagundes did score. I was talking about Drusy. I apologize. Yeah, Drusy. yeah. You looked very good. I don't apologize. That was good. That After was a good. slow start, you did look good. Yeah, and that yeah. goal was very nice. Yeah. But, um, you know, the Timbers, we win it? Are we winning on Saturday? We win it on Saturday at one thirty, but it's actually going to kick off at one fifty-five because it's on Fox. Well, of course, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, that was one thing about this, too. They start a little bit closer on Apple. A little bit closer to the time. No. No? I actually didn't. I thought it was a little bit closer. No. Oh. Actually, it was not. Just kidding. It was actually a little bit later. <laughs> really? Normally, the games kick off wow. eight minutes after. Yeah. On like the local channels, they've kicked off nine minutes after. Wow. Okay. And well, the, and the just kidding. Those games are still twenty-five minutes after. Nice. So, <laughs> so cool, guys. So yeah. cool for doing that. But uh, what's your what's your score prediction? I don't even know. Uh, I just think we got too many guys out, and they don't. Yeah. Honestly, I like that. <laughs> I like that. After apt analysis. Yeah, that's about as simple as it gets, but it's true. So, uh, I I. I think i'm gonna say 2-1 la honestly that's what i was thinking i think <laughs> i think we're both just gonna keep that yeah it's just that's yeah it just feels like you know just they haven't have, played yet to not home. have the same i'm gonna go 3-1 okay. just because okay I don't yeah know. as much as i'd like a draw i don't see it i just think with loria and moreno moreno maybe isn't even at full health loria yeah. didn't look good yeah moreno uh, is gonna be on a short turnaround which i wonder if that's yeah that too this. but the thing is who else do you go with? Yeah. You change formation at that point? Do you go five back? Well, that's what I was... I forgot to mention earlier, too. I don't know if the formation, the 4-5-1, yeah? That's what it yeah. was? Yeah. Uh, in defense, I don't know if that's... Uh, or in the press, I guess. I don't know if that was specific to KC or if that's going to come out in this game. Yeah. I, I would argue maybe not, honestly. Because their they're midfield is solid and they're mm-hmm. going to cover those gaps that when Diego Char was the only one. Yeah. Uh, but... I, uh, yeah, I just can't see it. I don't know. Who's your goal scorer though? Uh, give it to a Vander. Why not? 
I'll give it to Fugasa. <laughs> You're gonna, okay. I was gonna say yeah. I was gonna say Vander yeah. gets off the mark. We're gonna give yeah. it to Fugasa. Okay, okay. I want I don't want too many of the same. We, yeah, we, we know Vander can score too because he's he's had some uh, some nice goals in preseason. So yeah, that's yeah. a very nice goal in preseason. Yeah. So did Fugasa. So those were that's true. Actually, scores. he did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. As long as McGraw. Yeah. So and uh, Escoda, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the Timbers win. So yeah, yeah. I would. I hope for a Timbers win. Yeah. I usually do. That would be good. Yeah. Pretty much always do. Yeah. Can't say. Asked I can't say I've loss. never not asked for a win, yeah. Yeah, no. I can't see a situation. I don't, unless it was like a a game that a draw helped because, like, in some way, I don't know. I have no idea. There's no way that, that would ever be the case. Just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, let's, let's, let's hope the Timbers ruin, ruin the, uh, the party that LAFC is going to be trying to have. Yeah. We're going to shut up. We're going to shut up. We're going to shut up LAFC. And we're going to shut up.